Welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. Sean, we got a little jam, jam session going. Why don't you turn that bad boy up? That's as loud as it goes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Um, so we've got a guest today. Our guest was going to be on last week, but as you know, if you listened to the previous episode, he got sick. It's going around. Yeah, Sean, you had it last week, so um, yeah. or you were recovering on our last episode, but um, he's joining us today. So we're going right. to get into the topic of uh, how to make yourself instantly irrelevant on LinkedIn, and we may get into uh, AI and all that stuff too as well. Who knows? That's a scheduled um, topic. We could go anywhere, you know. Yeah, you listeners so know. Our guest today is Thomas Helfrich. Come on, spit it out. <laughs> read, I thought man, you were read. supposed to be queuing down the music a little. <laughs> oh, okay. That, is that distracting you? The well, music's not too new, much. So. All right, now, Thomas now it just is... Now seems quiet. <laughs> yeah, that's too quiet. Um, he is the esteemed CEO and founder of InstantlyRelevant.com. Uh, and avant-garde, say that real fast, avant-garde company renowned for its LinkedIn lead generation, innovation, innovative marketing services, driven by AI, social media, and coaching. Uh, he is the author of the book series, Never Been Promoted, uh, and hosts a podcast of the same name. So we'll get into that, talking a little bit about that. He's an AI nerd. Um, so I think we'll have pretty fun discussion on that today. And um, he uh, he's bringing coffee to the table today. No alcohol. He doesn't, uh, he doesn't drink, which is cool with us. Um, he can bring his decaf on the show if he wants. We're not going to hold that against him. Are we? (laughs) Can we let him in the room with a coffee? Can we let him in the room with a coffee? Let's do it. Let's, uh, (laughs) let's cue up the crowd and get him fired up. All right. Welcome to the show, Thomas. (laughs) No one has entered your show in that way ever. How are you guys? Never. Never at all. <laughs> it's not that I, I'm now a non-drinker. I'll say it that way. I have plenty okay. of experience drinking, um, and I feel like it's still exiting my body here so, yeah, since August. Yeah. So, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you uh, opening the doors back up and, uh, for me missing it last week. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, we we gave everybody at least one <laughs> mulligan, but that's it. Yeah. So. I didn't listen to last week's show, but I'm pretty sure cuss words were said. That mother. <laughs> no, just off air. Yeah, like just, off air. God, just got stood up, man, right before the show. We're, we're totally unprepared. I showed up to stand you up. I showed up and said, hey, <laughs> that, listen, that's true. You know, yeah. Sean is always prepared. He's always got a plan B, um, yeah. unlike myself. So I just uh, keep a notes tab with ideas. today. To be fair, he's like, you are showing up today, right? Right. You're alive, right? <laughs> that's right. Um, so let me ask you, is it Helfrich or Helfrich? You said it right, Helfrich. Uh, okay. The only people who say it absolutely correct are Germans and, you know, <laughs> and, and I can't do it. So, but that was, I go with that one. Okay. So it is, it is German. Very German. Yeah. Very German. Okay. Well, my wife is, comes from German heritage. So I'm probably as German as I am like Indian at this point, or I, I who knows? I mean, like it, it's been a while since my family has been from that part of the world. So, pure American, pure American. All right, <laughs> mutt, a good old mutt. Mutt, right. yes, exactly. That's no right. Question. All right, well, uh, let's talk beverages first, and then we'll. Well, I tell you what, Thomas, do this for us. 
set us up with a really good tease for what we're going to talk about after we introduce our little beverages here. We'll keep it quick on the beverages, but give us a good tease. No, I mean, talk about beverages for sure, because uh, I, I have lots of questions you guys know about beer, because I, I don't <laughs> understand. Um, why it's so delicious and yet addictively good at putting fat on my back. That's anyway. Um, I, I think the long-winded intro that you got was from from not me. I would tell you that you know I found it instantly relevant to help people stop guessing how to make money with LinkedIn. Okay. And uh, so we're going to talk about in the future a few things. One, where where everyone goes wrong with it with lead gen, and and that's absolutely the beginning place of why it's wrong. And second, why you need a system. And third, where does AI play into that? And and I'm happy to go through uh, and give you the credentialing of why that works and why it doesn't. You know, from working for several hundred customers and entrepreneurs. You know, I'm excited about that because I'm using LinkedIn on a uh, plat another platform um, in an in industry that I've been involved in. And, you know, I, I'm growing it right now organically, which, I mean, is slow and steady. But I'm really curious on some things that uh, you're going to share today. So um, cool. I'd like to I'd like to uh, put that on fire for uh, this coming year. Um, yeah, because that's a good space for me. <clears throat> yeah, I'm curious um, as we go through that to hear a little bit more about, I mean, I feel like LinkedIn for a lot of people, especially in our, probably our listeners, especially a little more freelancers, entrepreneurial, I think it's kind of the forgotten platform. Yeah. Like it's there and you've got your profile, but it's, you know, it's just kind of, you know, it's kind of the step kid of the, of the social profiles. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I, 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 I know I that's what I, I want to hear from I, you. I, I want to hear like yeah. some some stats and numbers so you can be thinking about that yeah, about absolutely. why everyone should be using linkedin more often um if they should and uh, we'll go from there but uh i'm curious first um jonathan what do you have to drink over there in all right knoxville i'm gonna switch my camera because i don't like i don't like showing off my beer from this angle okay that's so what she said <laughs> there we go there we go this feels normal now your mic's not working. Yeah, no, I got to switch. Mic. I got to switch to the other mic. Technology's hard. Let's test, go with test, that. Test. There, there we, we go. go. All right. So today I have a it's a it's a returning guest, but man, I love this. It is a breakfast stout um, from Founders Founders Brewing. Um, I had a friend that came over last weekend, Sean. Uh, I mean, for the game, for the big game Saturday, that was a huge disappointment, and. Mm. Um, He's actually my brother-in-law. He brought over uh, a pack of these, a little four-pack, yeah. and it was all for me. It was a gift for me. He left wow. them. So I said, man, I, I'm just going to have these on the show today. I know we've had them before, but uh, these things are amazing uh, just to show. Let me sh let me show this because I was looking at their, their website. They got a cool little story um, about the coffee they use. Did you realize... It says the uh, breakfast out wake up call. What is that? That's the YouTube's. I'm not playing anything. Oh man. <laughs> okay, well I'm not going to share this anymore. I don't know what's going on. Uh, so it says the. I'm still hearing some feedback. Are you yeah. hearing some? Yeah. Is that on your end, Thomas? Are you hearing anything? I don't hear anything. All right, okay. hold on. Let me make a. Your mic sounded weird just then, though. Test, test, test. Oh, my mic? No, Thomas is when he talked. My, my mic got weird. There, now it's gone. Okay, mm -hmm. now it's gone. Weird. 
so this is a so they call i didn't realize the um the coffee they used in this it says with a uh, breakfast stout a harmonious combination of oats coffee these crucial ingredients are the highest quality but they use their hometown neighbors a company called ferris coffee and nut have you ever heard of this coffee company i have not they had a really cool story. So if you go to their homepage, I'm not going to, obviously, I'm not going to play this, but if you go to foundersbrewing.com, the, uh, it talks about the Founders Breakfast Stout. It is so good how they, I mean, this is a perfect example of how to do a really good video. Because, um, I mean, you watch this all the way through and you're just like, oh man, that looks amazing. But it talks about the story of using this hometown coffee company in this breakfast out. So I'm excited. It sounds delectable. Well, I've got on my end, um, I have got, put up the screen here. I've got something from 903 Brewers uh, here in Texas. And it is a cookies and cream ice cream stout. Oof, man. I mean, it's over the top, you know, so, um, yeah, cookies and cream, ice cream flavored stout. So eight and a half percent alcohol, I think. Yeah, eight and a half percent. And uh, so you're having breakfast. I'm having dessert. <laughs> Thomas is somewhere in between with decaf coffee. Decaf instant Publix brand <laughs> coffee. Oh, wow. That you add hot water to, stains the teeth nicely. It's great. Yeah, that's um, good. Gets heartburn after four or five of them. And mixed with almond milk is absolutely terrible. Well, let's cheers anyway, despite that terrible beverage you brought with you. But my old cup, like my old brand, it just peels right off of that too. It's kind of Nazaravie. All right. Cheers. Kumpai. So what's your what's your go-to drink, Thomas? I mean, you you obviously you're not a you you don't drink decaf and i know you're not you don't drink alcohol so what do you uh if you're relaxing do you have a cup of tea do you have a do you drink water coffee yeah so my go-to used to be let's back it up four years definitely ipas or yeah. pills or quail love it um, okay there's you know a good citrusy piney tropicalia uh type of ipa fantastic they're awesome love it uh, nowadays <laughs> definitely uh uh it's just a club soda of lime. It brings back the vodka memories. Mm. You drink him, you're like, something's missing. But uh, I like a good club soda in water. Uh, yeah. Just because it's cold. I don't drink as much coffee when it's uh, when it's warm out. It just Now it's just more of like a comfort right. thing. But, right. Uh, I love Guinness. I do will do a non-alcoholic Guinness now because uh, I decided I, I got bored of drinking. It was more of like just it was kind of taking too much time as an entrepreneur from me. Sure. Yeah. Um, and it's not something I, I like went to, you know, rehab or therapy. I just decided to stop. It was like, sure. really like on a yeah. Friday night, I was like, ah, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty stop. hot trend. A lot of people are, a lot of entrepreneurs yeah. especially are stopping, yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, you're seeing more ads too for the non-alcoholic versions. Like I see the uh, Guinness running their non- non-alcoholic ads with Joe Montana, um, yeah. you know, so that's uh it's like it's 60 cool. calories or something. It's pretty light too. I mean, so it's like, yeah. you know, you, you can knock out the Sam Adams has an IPA. That's really actually quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've had that one, uh, but it's, it's like, you know, fifth of the calories. And so, um, but you can drink those little bastards fast. I'll tell you what, <laughs> man, you can suck down four or five yeah. of those in minutes. <laughs> it's like, Oh, delicious. <laughs> uh, only thing I drank fast was real beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, at least here in Austin, all the entrepreneurs have, have moved on to uh, plants um, instead of alcohol. So, 
I'm not, I'm not sure that's uh, the I'm not against it. I'm not sure it's the wisest move. Oh yeah. Everything will come back around. <clears throat> yeah. So what kind of plant, Sean? I'm just curious. <laughs> you name it. It's here. Mushroom. Hana, <laughs> opioid. Uh, no opioid. Well, they oh. are here, but yeah. The, yeah. Poppy, just the flowers. I thought you were talking about floral. I'm sorry. I missed that. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. More, uh, the devil's lettuce is very popular. here. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Anyway, um, uh, Jonathan, what do you rate your founders? Oh, this gets a this gets a four nine every time. Very four nice. nine every time. Mine is a little sweet, but I like it. It, I mean, if you buy a can of beer with ice cream on it, I think you should expect it's going to be a little bit sweet. Yeah. Um, but man, it's good. It's like, it's really good. So I'm going to give this a four eight. Four eight, man. Two solid scores. Yep. Can, so. I, can I ask, do you guys drink sours? I've had a few and not a fan. When you say sour, what, what do you mean I got, by that? I, think, I, I can't drink them. They're horrible. I don't know why these exist, but uh, yeah. sour beer. It's like a, it doesn't taste like a beer. I don't know what the, it tastes like, it's like a mistake that someone bottled. No, it tastes it. like a something you get in tonic or something like a fruit. I don't know. Cause they have a, yeah. they have the sour slushes now too, that are just really weird to drink a slush out of a can is just, it just, it's not it's just weird it's wrong it's it feels it wrong doesn't make sense yeah. i'll drink an amaretta sour but that's about as sour as i'll get yeah i mean the, the sours do kind of have that taste actually now that you mentioned it so yeah but yeah no i'm not a big fan of the sours um we're more dark beers on here we're not even big fans of ipas unless it's a double or a triple double yeah it has to be a double yeah, yeah. So. a double IPA. I, I, so you talk about devil's lettuce. I'll, I'll tell a small story if I can. So I was yeah. one point in life I was running. It was kind of a fun thing to go do. Yeah. And they will, I don't know what it is with breweries, but something about beer after a long run is awesome. It's like the best. And we were we did a ten mile thing in the morning, and it was like you know seven a.m. when you're done. Yeah. And then you start drinking beer, and they had this beer called Space Space Cabbage or Space Lettuce. And the reason I remember is because I drank too many of them, but they were like a <laughs> 12% beer that tasted amazing. And after a 10 mile run, oh, it goes straight to water me. in you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and it wasn't that hot. It was freezing out. Yeah. And all I remember is I was meeting some contractor at our house at like 11 o'clock and I came back unable to speak. And I was like, <laughs> and uh, all I know is that my kids are waking me up at 10 o'clock at night. Like, Hey daddy, are you getting up? I'm like, huh? What? Like, so face lettuce, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Yes, but, <laughs> It was a triple of some name. sort, and it crushed me. It was awful. Yeah. yeah, I could see that, that especially after a long. I went straight to your bloodstream after that run. I mean, that's oh my like... gosh, I was... <laughs> it didn't do that. Crazy. Don't don't run and drink, guys. Yes, <laughs> no. don't run and drink. Uh, or yeah, don't run and drink. All right, well, let's talk about LinkedIn. Let's. Um, so first, I'm curious, like, why LinkedIn at all? You know, sure, hang out uh, on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's a common question, right? Uh, and I think, you know, that's a fundamental question you need to answer of, uh, let me bubble out just a bit. And just I'll give you a little credentialing and background of, of how I approach this too. I think this is because it'll be relevant to the conversation. Um, yeah. My background is not marketing. It is intelligent automation and AI systems. And specifically understanding how, uh, you know, how to automate processes that are intended to accelerate you, not replace you. And so my point on AI is use these technologies or powerful technologies like this to accelerate you, to not replace you, to augment you and not do the thinking. or And the reason is because they are very powerful and they're intended to make a human go faster and do more. 
Uh, and in any of these things, when you're trying to build a business as a solopreneur or a bigger company, you, you know, there's a bunch of stuff you need to do. And one is understanding where is your audience. And so for us, you know, we, we, we help professionals who are looking to build their entrepreneurship professional businesses, B2B, you know, high, high trust-based businesses, longer sales cycle kind of stuff, coaches, whatever. Uh, they're on LinkedIn. They're also on Instagram or Meta and uh, in other places as well. But like anything else, you need a niche down. So like pick one where your people are and go with it because uh, most people don't have enough time to go across all and it becomes very uh, thin and there's there's strategies we can get into with that. But LinkedIn specifically because it is a professional network and if you know how to use it correctly, it's by far your best place to generate leads businesses for, for specific types of business. 100% agree. Why why would I spend time, especially if you're in B2B, why would you spend time in any other platform? I mean, yep. That's um, because I do. I, I have another podcast, Thomas, that I do in an in, that's industry specific in a um, industry that I've been in for twenty years, and you know that's where I get my guests. That's where I get a lot of connections. I network a lot in that platform, and really, it's like just last year I built my first the first time for the podcast that I do in that industry. I actually built a LinkedIn page, which I had not done previously. Just in one year, it's like 600 page follows. And that's without doing anything in a very niche market. So I can say 100%, I agree with you uh, if you're in B2B. Yeah. And if you're selling something direct, it could be, like for this podcast, right, in beer, it should have an element of visual and reels of Instagram. And it's yeah. not that you don't use other social media. But strategically, you know, unless you're a large corporation with endless funds and resources to support it correctly, you need a primary idea and place to go and then use mm -hmm. the other channels like X or Meta or um, TikTok or whatever to, to so when people search your name, you just show up in the front page because you have all these different, you know, TikTok, right. Instagram, whatever else. So there's a strategy you do that. Uh, but typically, you're going to do really well on one mm -hmm. and, and maybe OK on another. Uh, is what happens and, and but wherever your primary brand goes that's in where those people are that's where you focus it sure yeah so you've got a website thomas called instantly relevant and that's uh when we talked to you before the show you, you know we titled this show how to make yourself instantly relevant um kind of what's the idea behind that because that's a i mean that's a pretty big promise in and of itself so right. what um yeah what's going on with that and yeah just unpack that a little bit Sure. Well, it's a clever marketing name. I think I'll start with that. Uh, and and there's nothing really instantly relevant. Like there's no way to really do that. But where you become instantly relevant is through a system that produces referrals. And when you have a referral from somebody, you are instantly relevant to that person because somebody who's validated, trusted that they validate, or I'm sorry, value their opinion of and whoever that is. Right. It said, go work with, you know, Sean, go work with Jonathan. And you skip all the marketing, all the stuff you've usually done to go get that customer. But to get somebody to become a referral and somebody who's actively promoting or endorsing, you know, transcending them from a customer to there is what we show and what we go do for customers. We, we take you through a system from understanding the profile of one of who you're going to connect with to how you engage, how you interact, the, the things that you sell, the solutions, the offer theories, and then how you're setting somebody up to be so happy about what they're doing with you that they want to actually go out. And refer you and if they do that's when you become instantly relevant but that doesn't doesn't usually just happen there's some savants that get lucky and you know they're like oh my business is all referral like they probably just fundamentally get that what most people don't most people are more yeah. egocentric don't right. really how to use altruism and other pieces sure there. but that that's what it is you become instantly relevant through uh no shortcuts uh I like that. Successes, right through i like that hard work yeah focus. 
I definitely like that. Cause that, that's true. Like if you can get a referral, then to that refer the person that I guess the referee, um, yeah, you are instantly relevant to that person because you, you just come with so much more, yeah. um, you know, just all kinds of preconceived things are happening. Like, you know, if somebody's willing to recommend you just, there's so much goodwill it's in that recommendation that it's, it's amazing. Exactly. And, and, um, and, and I think it's important to understand. So our customers are, they, they, they've, they know their business well, they're educated in their business. They know their space, right. they are strategic in nature. They absolutely know there's no shortcuts. They know that it's, it's focused, efficient, effective, repetitive, process-driven work. They know that if you repeat things, you do things well, results come from it. So it's like the, they already get the, uh, um, you know, the atomic habits notions of just repeat the process and enjoy the benefits and then improve those processes. And when they come into us, they already know that, Hey, I, I know there's a better way of doing this. I know I can't do it. I need coached. I need educated. Right. The people who aren't our customers who are looking for the quick fix, the, the influencer, mm -hmm without any real knowledge, background, value. And I'm not describing just young people. There's old, there's people of other ages who try this as well. Right. It doesn't, it works for a little bit, uh, it, but it doesn't work to pr produce a brand that's believable, uh, has value. Um, and, uh, and so they often go down this automation route or these sequenced route. Or, and that is a, just a guaranteed way to wreck your personal and business brand. Yeah. Uh, and we can get into, and that's where AI is really massively misused right now. Sure. Uh, I was going to so do the automation. So when we talk with people, we tell, we teach them how to do this for real. There are spots for automation, but it's not generally where it's anything public facing. So it's, it's mm -hmm. the back end processes. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at your website right now and, um, you know, for those of you listening, um, instant, re instantly relevant.com. Um, but the first thing I see is, you know, in second section on the website, it says, have any of these problems, uh, relevance problem. And the problem is cold outreach. Let's talk about cold outreach because that's brand wrecking sucks. spam of the universe. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, you get it on Facebook, but it's, it feels even worse to me on LinkedIn than it yes. does on Facebook. Like Facebook. I'm like, yeah, I get it. People are got VAs, but man, on LinkedIn, it feels really bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's because the APIs available through LinkedIn's marketing partnerships are open and you can use them. Uh, I think they do it to collect data more so because they really limit the spam and there's metrics that go into that. We can get into like how many links have you sent out? How many have been clicked? How many messages look exactly the same or very similar? Uh, VAs are not, uh, but just take out, take all that noise away and just ask yeah. yourself, do you want your brand to look like the shit that's in your inbox? <laughs> if the answer is no, no. don't sign up for these, these programs that are going to show you how to do these cool sequencings that are super personalized that every person on the planet goes, Oh, did you really stumble upon my? Were you yeah. I stumbled. The yeah, exactly. I stumbled upon your page and really I love. I was fogging up the window of your LinkedIn profile, being a creepy, <laughs> creepy stalker. Would be really, okay really impressed with your background and experience. That'd be that'd be genius. Actually, I did, used to use. So we've used to be very clear. I'm not speaking out of turn here. I I have tried it all. When we were building this company, we we you know we're really early open AI. Um, beta testers. So we're on the beta side for OpenAI, which is ChatGPT. If you Googled AI nerd, you'd see a ton of videos when I was a little chunkier. And I think I had more hair, but um, the point is because of that status, uh, I got in early and we were like, oh, we're going to build a company that uses automation, my background with this AI and create a bunch of content and outreach. And we played with it. We did it. Um, what? Here's the results. I, and I, and I, I just crossed about 35,000 people on LinkedIn for following again. 
<laughs> so we did about two years of automation, this, uh, using every possible hack shortcut to see if we could truly become instantly relevant. What I found was what I already knew, there is no shortcut. And so we got bot spammed. So I got 140,000 yeah. plus bots that were following us. And I, I don't know how, where, or what it, but it happened. And it just wrecks your, it wrecks your brand. And so LinkedIn finally, after, you know, we asked them to get rid of it, got rid of it. And then our, our numbers have been engagements, all this stuff matters more. But the idea is don't take a shortcut. If, if you want to protect, if you're there to burn out and get some cash and be done with your year and a half, by all means, use automation. Awesome. Yeah. But on the back end of that, if you're trying to create a business, you're going to span your addressable market and you're going to have real problems 12 to 18 months from now when that list runs out and people are going to hate you because of the spam that you've put into their inbox. I hate, they're going to really so, not want to work with you. So even if you're not um, using automation, but you, you know, you see somebody you want to reach out to on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. it is a cold outreach. So how should you be talking to these people? Yeah. Great question. Uh, it doesn't have to be a cold outreach. So to get an example, uh, my team does about 4,800 comments a month on other people's posts. Okay. Now in our system, that's like the middle part. Because we already have a profile that's altruistic. It's in service to that person that I'm connecting with. So when they when they see me comment and we have then a focused dialogue, we kind of drive some conversations or I send them a, a connection message about that interaction. They check out my profile and they see the content. It's all about things that they care about. The profile is not about my, my, my company name or my title. Sure. It's about what I do for you. Why would mm -hmm. we interact if you click this link? What it is you'd get if we did interact. And, and it's all in service of that profile that I'm interacting with. But if you just literally, I just want to meet this, you know, maybe no one has wants to sell you a thing. Maybe you don't want to sell it. You just want to meet with somebody. Just say, I really would like to meet with you, you know, for what the real reason is and say, I'm not trying to sell anything. I just want to have you on as a podcast guest or um, I really like what you said here. Here's my related story. I know you get lots of messages, not sell, like whatever it is. And I just want to get time to, if you can spare 20 minutes just to tell me a little bit more about this. Um if you're just a and real and authentic, people will see that and they'll recognize it. And, if, yeah. and unless they're like a, you know, mega influenced, reached out person, they're probably going to take the time to meet with you because they'll recognize that you have Absolutely. value. And it could just be nothing more than networking. <clears throat> yeah. I love the, the approach of always, you know, give to get, because what you're doing is, uh, and that's actually the approach you mentioned, you know, when I connect with people or uh, B2B companies or companies out there, typically one of the first things I say is I'd like, love to highlight your company on my podcast. And so I'm thinking of them first. So that's how I start the conversation. And and that comes after I've done a little research and background, of course, you know, looking into their company. And here's some things that I would love to uh, highlight on the podcast that you've done recently. So they don't know that it's like perfect some general, you know, some just broad, you know, message, Hey, come on my podcast. But I've actually done some, you know, background work and learned about what they've been doing lately, you know, in the news. Yeah, exactly. And you haven't taken a shortcut with that. And that's the right. point. And, and people are like, well, how do you get the volume? Well, you don't need it. it. This is why it works for B2B services or B2B SaaS companies that have higher ticket value. Whenever a cycle is no like trust, you need what we say is relevance to be the catalyst. Right. And so if you have the idea and notion of relevance in your reach out and with your interactions, you'll become no like known, like, and trusted faster. And if you, and when I say I give to get, we give and don't ask. So I, um, you know, right before this, I was on my, my podcast for, for never been promoted. 
Mm-hmm. I actually forgot to take off my tie. Um, <laughs> it's a cut tie for those who are listening. Cut the corporate tie. I've never been corp- We'll I talk like about that. that later. But the, the idea being is I really like this, what this guy's doing. Um, Chris, Chris Weisong is it's a bucket of bread. He just started it not so long ago. He sends you a bucket of ingredients. You can make bread. It's like, it's a beautiful idea. And he's got greater things with veterans. He does. And, and, um, and I said, Hey, listen, I just want to be able to, can I coach you for free? Can I, can I help you through some of the things we talked about? And I don't have no intention of if he buys stuff down the road, I don't care. I just know that this guy's doing good and I'm going to take my time right. every month to go help him. And if you take that approach, you're not going to spend time with people who are going to abuse it because you just won't work with them. But if you do it with people right. who really prefer it, you might get something back. You might not, but you're doing the right behaviors sure. to just to help help yep. somebody else out. And 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 you still got to sell and make money and do those things, but take take that mindset first. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking at your site again. Um, you've got the lead generation system. So kind of what's your kind of overall process for like, if you want to help a client or, you know, if somebody wanted to kind of go walk away from this podcast and start implementing some of your ideas, you know, how would they kind of what's your, tell me about this lead generation yeah. system where lead well, is. And I will tell you the Taylor's kids are naked. You know, 99% of our business comes from LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. New websites coming out. That's probably a nine month old website that I haven't okay. touched or looked at. Bad strategy, by the way, don't, <laughs> I'm not going to give you the same strategy I apply to ours, but I also know it, it's, a, it's exemplary that it's there, but it produces no revenue. Um, so our website, our system is about sales. It's about learning how to sales on LinkedIn, okay. but LinkedIn is a social media hub. To really be successful, uh, you'll need three other. Uh, you'll, you'll, well, and I'll explain. So there's a communications hub, which could be podcasts, email marketing, things like that. You need a web yeah. hub, website, landing pages, sales pages, SEO. Maybe a fourth is the other one, which is in person, your coffees, your live conferences, in person, mm-hmm. or just a physical store. We focus on typically the, the web, email, and uh, a social media hub working together because when you do, you get the right amount of touches and interactions to do that. So the website's there for us. Um, I do not even want to start with the kind of the pain, but I finally have a team. Uh, I will say on my, on our, our instant relevant team, that's going to do something great with that. So more to come. So that being said, um, I can even show you something. If you want to see kind of what our system is, I'm happy to share that. Or I can just speak to it. You guys tell me on the sharing of what the interest level of your customers typically are, but we have yeah. a system that we walk you through. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's see uh, some that. stuff. Let's see some magic. You, let me see if I can screw this up pretty good. Hopefully uh, any call of duty <laughs> or Fortnite in the background doesn't show up. We won't talk yeah. about that. Okay. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, if it did. <laughs> yeah. No, no, as long as there's no explicit stuff, we'd be all right. Yeah. I don't want I'm to trying to share a screen. It didn't give me an option. Which one? Oh, here you go. Oh, look at that. You know, I, I couldn't, I could, I stopped fine. I couldn't find this image half the time. And so I started, um, uh, am I sharing? Is it going to stop screen? Yeah, I, add it. It I think I have to add it to the, yeah, I just put it in my desktop background. I, I we go. never find this thing for meetings. Um, and I don't want you to take a pitch yet because you only ask for this. So in any system, so take this and do what you want with it. I assure you that if you do actually take this, you're going to, um, you'll find benefit, uh, Make sure you but talk it out because like, most of our viewers are most of our people are listeners. So make sure you okay, talk good. it out. I'll, I'll just, do this. Um, yeah. So in, in our system, I'm showing a one page document and in here, it is really just a summation of, of how to build a machine to make things work for you. So the example specific to LinkedIn and, and imagine this, you're going from A to B straight line. You're right now, you have goals, objectives for your business, for you personally, whatever else. And where we want to take you is learn how to become instantly relevant. And that's where you get referral, referrals for your business. 
once again, this is for the buyer that's educated, strategic, has a B2B trust built type of uh, company and, and needs to have really good, thoughtful conversations, interactions, because that's how they sell and keep customers. So that's really who this works really well for. Okay. Um, and any one of the phases that you're going to go through and is, but you're going to start with some type of core uh, phase to build out a foundation that's intentional. And in this kind of building of the phase one, there's really three main activities you want to be able to do. Uh, and, and the goal is to establish credibility and relevance. But in the first phase of core, we really want you to um, really understand your customer at a profile of one. And what I mean by that is not only demographics, where they work, where they live, but understand the why, what you offer and what you do helps them. <clears throat> and you got to understand the why and the because. And it's so keystone fundamental because the next piece of that is creating the content. So this could be video, podcast, text, whatever it is, posts. The stuff that you're creating needs to be very relevant to that profile of one. And, and here's the takeaway. Don't care about vanity metrics. We used to get a half a million views and 20,000 likes on stuff, and it would produce very little business. I'll get 100 impressions and eight meetings out of it. The point wow. is, it's very if you get very content-specific to relevance to the profile of one, the metric that matters is, are the people that you're talking about that have val find value in what you did. So, so know that also the attribution, that's a little bit harder. And it doesn't feel as good, but it works better for growing a business that's sustainable and more time effective. So people aren't wasting your time. So know that. The third part of that phase is an altruistic profile. So I used to use the term optimist or optimized. I don't know what the hell that actually means because it's optimized to what? But altruistic is in service of, in service of someone else. And in this case, you're in service of that profile of one. So high level, that means, tell me in this order, why I should click on your profile, what it is you do for me. And why should I take any call to action you prevent? And that and that's not the name of your company. That's not your um, title. Uh, it's nothing. It, it, there's no calls. It's it's very simply done. Not that my profile is right on LinkedIn, but it does convert very well for this. So if you want an example of that, be altruistic in, in everything you're doing. Um, and I'll give you one more tip on the content. Write it in a the in, in a in a format that has a a, a non misleading hook, something interesting that people go, okay, let me see. And give somebody like the before, the after, the bridge of what they did, and then also then kind of what they should do next. Some type of call to action. It doesn't have to be like something salesy for you, but something they should just go do next. If you sure. write content in that and this what's in it for me kind of format, you're, you're on the right track to attracting people to really want to interact and be with you. So um, second phase, and I'll take questions if you want to, guys. But the second phase between that is in connections. Don't spam people actually go actively engage in their content thoughtfully ask provocative questions you can use ai to help you come up with provocative questions if you like make sure you review it as a human try to have focused dialogues on things they care about their posts their content them be sincere with it and make sure they're called your call to action you have one meet with me hey listen like your stuff or here's a you know listen this is a relevant pdf i made whatever it is have a call to action that allows you to start collecting some of the data or interacting with them to help them. This is when you get your lead. And then finally, to convert people on LinkedIn or anywhere else, this is our signature solution. You need something that's differentiating and do it in one slide. So if you'd like to take this format, I'll send you the, the, the template for it if you want. But give somebody, takes them through a journey, three phases, three things you're doing. It's got some benefits on it. But come up with your own differentiators because if you can't, you're not going to sell much. It's going to sound like everybody else and they're going to buy it on price, 
which gets into the second part, which is your offer theory of, you know, what is your pricing, bonuses, guarantees, et cetera, and how are you delivering that? Is it PDF, DocuSign, better proposals? That offer theory matters because that is the moment of when they're going to say yes or no or ignore it. Uh, and finally, once you have a customer, transcend them into a promoter, referral machine, ask for the Google reviews, get testimonials, et cetera. Um, there's a system you need for that as well to kind of make that happen. That is what we teach, coach, do for you, whatever you like. Uh, it works because it's consistent. And I think I told you guys, I, I do about 4,800 comments a month on other people's posts. I'm only in LinkedIn about an hour a week. Wow. Wow. So your team's doing some of that though, right? Uh, I am not violating terms of service. I can take the fifth amendment. All right. <laughs> so an hour a week, 40. So you, your first interaction is post. Is that what I'm hearing? Like you comment on posts instead of, as opposed to messaging, cold outreach. Type. Yeah. So my version of it is probably the most aggressive we do of any customer. So I'm my own customer, if you will. Uh, it, the sequencing is typically, uh, you build an ideal customer profile. It's a profile of one through LinkedIn sales navigator. Uh, you you go through and you comment with a thoughtful question, tagging the person. Usually it drives a focused dialogue, as we saw. The reply back closes it. Uh, great conversation. You ask for candy, so which means you did something nice. Can I have some candy, mom? Sure. You ask for a connection request. So, hey, listen, let's stay in touch. Send me a connection request. So, so you don't burn yours if you don't have to. And it's also keeps your... Uh, it's an indicator of people actually, because they're going to check out your profile for they do that. They may like what you do. And it's an indicator of sure. are they a customer or not? The follow-up with that is usually a direct message, something of, hey, enjoy the dialogue. Uh, if you want to find time to chat, here it is. The calendar link is very explanatory. Listen, this is networking, no selling. And then 20 minutes when we do do it, I don't sell unless somebody asks me specifically what I do. Um, and so I, I commit to that sales process uh, religiously. The people who have interest always ask. What is it? Tell me about what you're doing a little bit. Sure. And and um, then, then we're showing that graphic. But that's the interaction. That's the most aggressive form. So uh, for some companies that we do brand awareness for. So these are companies that are like, let's say, 80, $100 million kind of contract companies that they really just want when they go to their live annual conference that people know who the hell they are. We'll go do two, three, four, five, six, seven comments across certain key people and never ask for a thing, never ask for a meeting, just great drive the conversation wait till the next post comes out and do the same thing so they're like hey that guy comments on my post all the time so when they show up to their their thing they have a rapport with somebody through these interactions so there's different strategies we apply based on your industry yeah how do you do a networking call if and really stay true to not trying to sell anything like what are some some ways you do that uh like what do you do in the research stage you know you got a call coming up they agreed to kind of a networking no sales call sure because I, I i can see how it might be tempting to want to go into kind of sales mode because you finally gotta you know especially if you're you know if you don't have a lot of leads coming in or mm -hmm. you know, yeah exactly <laughs> so what what kind of stuff do you talk about to really make it a true networking call um yeah yeah just, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so part of what my, what, what happens is, uh, before a call in part of our form in Calendly is, Hey, share your LinkedIn profile. So I click on it and so I can see it. Then I can immediately, so my hour in LinkedIn is me five minutes before a meeting. So there's some, there's some fundamentals here. Each meeting is 20 minutes, which gives me a little five minute bleed time for the end of it and five minutes to get ready for the next one. I'm okay. over 40, go hit the bathroom. Um, and so the five minutes there, 
I click their LinkedIn profile, I can view it in Sales Navigator. The, 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 the link to the comment is in there. And that's my first time actually seeing what I said, what I did. So I can catch up to see what the, the, the person who, who they are, what it's all about. I look at their questions and answers in the Calendly, um, which is not about, it's about them still like, hey, what's your biggest business problem? You know, when did you want to solve it yesterday, tomorrow? And, and the point is you come in just so I have a reference of how they are, but I usually, you know, I'll have on the cut tie. Someone will ask me about my lights. We, we find, I, I usually test the relationship pretty early where I say something stupid just to see yeah. if they'd be somebody we, we were going to be able to work with without being unprofessional. But I say, hey, listen, I, Thomas, I'm in Atlanta. Uh, you know, I, I founded a company called Insurrelevant. Uh, but I, I'm like, just, why don't you st- I'm better if I listen. Why don't you tell me about you a little bit? And I just be quiet and I just let them go. And I just ask questions and I just keep asking questions and just be consultative. If I hear things that I think might be interesting, people usually guide it to where they want to go anyway. Sure. Uh, and you just, you just ask, you got to be consultative. Yeah. So what's your, I think I just heard it, but I just want to clarify. Like I have an opening question that I usually ask when I get with people on, on calls. I'm curious, like what's your opening little dialogue question is. I think you kind of just said it, but. I want to get more. Precise. Oh yeah, I, I don't have a formula, so so I, I'll be I'll be. Part, I, it's one of my skill sets, though, is, is just improv, right? Of just being able to ask and, and read or read the. I'm looking usually for things in the background. If I'm late, if it's this, uh, whatever it is, uh, you know, and I just where they live. If I know something about that, if I don't know, I just say, hey, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you just finding time in your world to network. Um, I say who I am from from like maybe you start from the networking's perspective, just tell me now about you that I've shared a few things for 30 seconds. I use technology to let me, let me know when I'm on a monologue, which keeps popping up here while we're doing this. Yeah. Um, do you use a uh, fathom for that or which Fathom's one of them? Um, there's, yeah. there's other ones with, uh, there's other stuff you can use, but that's a good one. I'd say easiest fathom dot video go rocket. Yeah. Fathom. Um, I mean, it's free. It's super easy to use. Like awesome. I love so it. Put a bunch of money it, into it. Yeah. It's like boom, Dude, put that monologue. Yes. Yeah. Um, Take it's a color drink. coded for us idiots, you know. It's actually show pop up for Jonathan. Like, are you still there? Um, Jonathan's six beers in for those who are listening. He That's bought right. he bought yep. a four pack, but he's drank six. From, from That's the right. Um, the uh, but that that's what it is. You have to be dynamic, and I wouldn't be formulatic with it. I would just make sure your your formula is ask a question and let mm-hmm. them talk. Yeah, yeah. One of the questions I've used um, in both sales calls, networking calls, um. And something I learned from a coach I had, and I'll ask some version of, you know, Thomas, you know, we're on this call. You agreed to get on this call. I'm curious, what made you agree to get on this call? Yeah. And that works if it's a sales call. If you're, if you're yeah. doing some of the methods we are, where we're just kind of networking, yeah. um, it's harder to do that. Cause I'm like, yeah, you asked me to come network. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, so that's why mine's a little more aggressive. Cause I take more meetings than I probably should. Yeah. But I'm also, so this is an entrepreneur thing to take away, right? I'm also learning my market of how people are interacting. And I've been doing that for a year, 120 plus meetings a month um, of inbound from our own system. So we don't advertise, we don't do this. But if, if, if you're going to really be serious about learning your business, take as many as you can and learn from it and, and take some ones where you know there's no way you're doing it um, and just practice listening and, and just build a friend, right. build somebody who actually learn what they're doing. If you see the opportunity... Uh, you'll be better in that moment to be slower. L- listen. And, and I will tell you though, like uh, 120 meetings, we probably send out 40 to 50 proposals a month right after the meeting. So that 
offer theories all set up and done and we'll close 25% of those. Right. And so the oh. point, you know, 23.8 right now, if, if I was looking at my metrics, right. And right. the point is there's a system in place when someone says, Hey, can you tell me more? I'm like, I'm going to send you a proposal. It's got lots of options on you to come back to me and say, Hey, can we talk about option two or option three? And I'll even say probably option two is for you, maybe three, definitely not one or five, you know, and they'll be like, all right, great. And then you have people buying from you at that point. So, it, but at the same time, it's ready to go. So by the next meeting, I've already shipped the proposal. They're already in there. It's already, it's already kicked off. This is having good process. This is, and then, you know, then if you put it in your CRM, it's all part of that. If you've sure. had a really good conversation, you're using Fathom and the GPT to give them a summary back. There's a lot of things you can do that push that through. It allows you to take lots of meetings um, and, and do be very yeah. effective with it. So how many meetings do you take? I, I think I heard a number of over a hundred. Oh, easily over a hundred a month. Um, wow. Yeah. It, it's every 20 minutes, uh, no buffer times sometimes. So it's sometimes they're stacked. Other times there's a 10 minute fold. And do you block um, those every day? I'm just curious, like kind of what your process is for, you know, not burning yeah, out. Um, well, right now, uh, uh, January 2nd is completely full. My, or to the end of the year is, and I'm like, I should have blocked that day. Um, <laughs> even even Thanksgiving was full because I don't think people did it. And still some people are like, hey, are you joining? I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. We're, I mean, it was USA-based. They're like, right. it's a high buy-in indicator. I'm like, I'll find time for you. I try yeah. to take every Wednesday, uh, I block it. Uh, so I, I film content for Never Been Promoted uh, podcast and the book that I have coming out. So I film content on Wednesdays. I use it as a learn day. So I'm doing 100 to 120 meetings in uh, four days a week. Uh, wow. Pretty much don't get those till 8.30 to 4.30. Uh, but each one, you got to come in full energy. That's why. So eight to, ten a, 8 to 10 a day? Easily. I mean, yeah. sometimes sometimes I have to, I, I open up the counter when people are like, hey, can you? And then you still have customer meetings and stuff. So um Wow. That's this year. The system's working. This next year is about scaling that with some new salespeople coming on, so I can get my time out. Um, sure, but it's it's a lot. I mean, it's it's eight to ten and, eight to ten meetings a day minimum times twenty days. Of those, a hundred hundred twenty are sales calls. Wow. So obviously, if you're doing that many, you know, meetings, um, that doesn't leave much time for fulfillment. So your team, I guess, does most of the fulfillment. Hundred percent. Yeah. No, I have a. It's, I, I uh, would not be successful without the team. Uh, our teams are, you know, I've been working with the same team for almost three years as we've added new people based out of Philippines. Uh, we hire deeply. What I mean by that is uh, it's hard to get a job with us. <laughs> um, and you, you, every person needs to replicate themselves. So it, we call it the beer truck rule. Step out of the bar, you get hit by the beer truck. Who's taking your job? Uh, everyone's on the page that no one's here to replace anybody else. They're there because you have a backup because you're going to want to do a vacation. Sure. Uh, you're going to want to take time off. Uh, our teams, this is completely anti-culture to the, theirs and even ours. Everyone has four-day work weeks. Mine's Wednesdays off. And so everyone's really happy. They work their ass off. They're paid well, uh, regardless if we have customers or not. <laughs> so when we were first starting. Uh, but because of that, we have we have a solid team. We, we don't use VAs. So everyone who comes on is... Um, a certified engagement specialist. So they actually go through formal training, certification. They actually have to work via my account. So I get to see what they're doing, uh, which is good for me. Are you not for me? Uh, sometimes we're like, Ooh, wow. You hired that? Like, is this someone's brother? Like how? And, and so I have questions usually when that happens, but there's a whole process uh, for how we do this and how we manage security and some other things and get to know people. Uh, how it's many super people do you important because if you're going to hire someone to help you do stuff, 
you better be damn sure they know what their security is. They're not, not going to sure. get shut down. Three years, we've never even gotten a letter from LinkedIn for any of our customers. So, so these are all full-time employees for you. Well, How I can't many? call them employees per se, but they're full-time individuals that are paid weekly. Yeah. I mean, like they're paid salaries. Like 1099. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't know yeah. how to hire in the Philippines if I, if I even hired someone to tell me how to do it. So I, I don't. <laughs> so yeah. how would a, how would a solopreneur kind of roll into this? They're not going to have a full team. You just scale back the number of appointments and you're doing, cause you, you would probably have to do fulfillment yeah. is my point. Right. There's a great, great question. So in early days, uh, you know, let's, let's look at what you're trying to accomplish. So let's go to like, when I showed you that thing, goals and objectives, and let's be realistic. Let's say you're a coach, common mm -hmm. person that comes to us for help. There's 722 million people on LinkedIn. And let's say, I don't know, 7,200 would definitely buy your stuff if you could tell them, which is such a small number. Right. And you want to get eight clients a month, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You don't have to move that fast. You just got to accept that you're not going to. And so let's say you need to really have good maybe... 35 conversations a month, maybe let's even say half that 15 okay. to hit like a 720 number throughout a, a year that might be realistic. And you want to close like 10% of those, you know, so you have an ongoing piece. It's you, you have time. And so the point is the fulfillment, don't worry about outsourcing that too fast. Just make your efforts, build the relationships, build the systems that allow you to scale once you get too busy. Cause once you get too busy, you're going to want to get delivery and then that slows you down because you don't have it in process. Just realize that you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to build it. It's just not gonna. If it happens overnight, you're also screwed because you can't fulfill your own orders probably, and you won't right. be able to hunt and deliver at the same time. So I teach you how to do that and and how to do this. And then where we come in is when someone needs us to pick up the torch because they're like, hey, I'm really busy. Can I hire you guys to help with the, the lead gen, the 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 execution, the connection phase? We already know they know what they're doing, so we're just picking up the torch exactly what they did, so they have scale now. And that's why we coach every one of our customers that we do this for, or we're just doing, we already, we can just step right in and pick up that torch and give an incredible scale when they're ready financially to do it. Gotcha. But I teach you how to get there first, because there's no reason to go hire. People make so many mistakes hiring companies way too early in the cycle. Right. And I'm sure everyone here has done it. I know I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we've all done it. Trying to get there quicker yeah. with less. You know, work. maybe pour out a little beer for that. And like, yeah. You know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, Hey, should we, Thomas, should we audit Jonathan's profile on LinkedIn? We can if you like. I think Which we should one? do that. <laughs> Let's, uh, Jonathan, do you want, you want me to do this? Oh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Well, Jonathan's got a much clearer niche. Um, so I, I, I think if you could uh, <laughs> put him on the there spot. Tell him, why right. his, tell him why his profile sucks. How many beers we had in? I, I, Jonathan was much bigger than me, and I'm not that far from him logistically, where he could just drive drunk and show he, up. He, he does have, he, ass, man. he goes pretty far right. south for his territory, too. So you, you wouldn't right. be that sure. Hey, man, here's the place. I think the positive, <laughs> I have no idea what you do, Jonathan. Here, here's my first take That's I don't good. know what you do. I don't know why I'd click on your profile. Um, right. And I don't know why I would take the call to action you don't have. That's good. <laughs> so, um, uh, looking oh, at your hurts. profile, I think the image is actually good. I like that. Like, I don't mind a black and white image. I think you should smile a little bit more. I'm seeing way more smiles here. I don't smile. I have a shit eating grin. Looks like you have a real mm -hmm. smile. So you should leverage yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Jonathan's um, a handsome guy. We should, right. He needs, he needs to ex accentuate that. Right. I think you should be like more of like the realtor. Po no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> so on your, on your billboard, your, your banner. 
Yeah. That's the second part. There's three things you need to do in this order. Why should I click on it? What does right. it do for me? <clears throat> why should I take your call to action? So the first seven words of your headline, where you have founder of Composites Weekly and Buzz Mountain, that those that tells me no reason why I should click on that profile. Because when I com- right. when you comment on someone's post, that's what they see, that in your name. And so that doesn't tell me anything. Um, the other thing that's missing is just write your name. You can use a second name. That gives you some areas to be like, to have fun. I think I say author of never been promoted right now, or th- th- you can, you can also do the he, she thing in creative where you can, um, you can hack your thing. So mine says top voice, so I can get some credentialing. Uh, ah. so there's some stuff you can do with that. I think you have to see full profile to see the call to actions. The first seven words of mine you see on mobile is why. So serious about growing your business with LinkedIn that if you are, that's why you should click my profile and people do, uh, that works pretty well. I, uh, I recommend people change these about every month. Mine stays around that because that one converts incredibly well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you land on my page, uh, I don't normally have the book there, but we're starting to do the pre-launch. So I have to bring two brands across together and it gives you a little credibility authority. It also explains my tie because they see the book. Interest. <laughs> but the first thing you see in my pieces says relevance ignites revenue. Now that happens to be the tagline for our company. You wouldn't know that unless you go visit, but it's what we do for you. I create relevance so you make money. All right. You go down and they read past the pipe there. It says, nail your marketing strategy, get leads. It tells you what you get. Uh, and, and I add in what villain I'm tackling, brand wrecking spam. Now, I often will put coaches, let's nail your, or I'll put entrepreneurs. Uh, I was trying to save a little real estate. Usually you should state who it's for. Okay. We have a pretty bright audience I'm finding that does it. And I'm not seeing any decreasing by not specifically calling out a group that we're trying to target. Because people want to nail your your brand and the business and, and all this kind of stuff. So um, notice that the first part of it is in in caps. So it's a title. The second part is a sentence. Where are you that, talking about? Uh, it says nail your marketing strategy, get leads, and that is a sentence. That's okay. something I'm telling you. The other one is a title, and that don't don't cap the whole thing. Don't use full caps on anything because it's annoying and, and it seems so. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. Don't do that. If you scroll down, I'm gonna show you something. Um, see how it says book an appointment right there. Yep. When I comment on someone's post, so if you go down and find one of my comments and anybody's, this is newer on LinkedIn, use these custom buttons because they show up. Uh, go and click one of those and, and you'll see it uh, probably because you're not me. Yeah, click one of those. You'll see book an appointment right underneath my name. Now you oh, see how wow. it says top voice. I get a cred. Okay. You could be like podcast host. Whatever. And this, you should use that little thing right there to attract oh, the group. Really cool. If you're trying to get podcast guests put podcast host mm-hmm. how do you identify i identify as a, I, I identify as a top voice right now um and serious about growing so that's a really small one it looks like it's, it's shrunk down but the book your appointment becomes something when you comment that you can directly go do and that before it was custom links that didn't show up there so i would recommend people doing that now if i looked at yours jonathan you don't have that you don't have um you notice i don't take you to my website it goes right to a calendar we skip all yeah. that noise we go mm-hmm. right to what let's get a hyperactive buyer and bring them right in Right. Um, for you, I think I, I, I don't know what you do. So I would tell you on that headline in three to five words without putting a logo or a website, you could put like, Hey, ring the bell. I'm fine with that one a little bit. Sure. Um, tell me what you do. And then in the first seven words, tell me why I should click it, put a pipe and put in a sentence who it's for, what do they get? And what villain do you solve for? So when you say pipe, you mean the straight up and down yep, line? The pipe, the, yeah. The, I think it's like above the enter button with the shift. It's right button. below the 
yeah, it's above the return or below 40, the delete on a Mac, on, 40, on a PC. 40, it's pretty sounds like a drunk keyboard. I'm QWERTY today. <laughs> um, kind of QWERTY like that. Um, so go back, go back to, uh, go back to Thomas's profile. When you click on book an appointment, where does that show me what that goes? Okay. Yeah. So book an appointment. Because I go to my calendar. Calendar. Okay. Cool. So that one's a very, so I have different Calendly links. You can use the, um, right. you can use one Calendly link with the question mark UTM underscore source equals. That's one thing you can do in Calendly. Um, now, if you see there, when you're booking from my page, it says this time slot is only for individual companies ready to move forward into the relevant system. I'm very mm. direct with that. If you're coming from my page, we're coming in for a meeting. Okay. And it's because I'm ready to get leads on LinkedIn. I, I'll change that. Hey, I'm ready to grow my business. I'm serious about growing my business. Um, I have another one that's I, I hand out in our DMs that says, here's my private scheduling link, which is Thomas Helfrick slash private, right? Oh, you know, calendly.com slash. When you give yeah. that one out, it comes in and says no selling. This, this is this is for us to learn about each other. You can add, you know, but in, in, no one's selling here. Like in here's you know, yeah, I have on my account on my Calendly, I have a coffee with Sean. Exactly. I think it says clear, virtual coffee with Sean. Yeah, and if on LinkedIn, someone's clicking that, they're interested. Make sure that right. they know that this is reserved only for so the, the result of that is 120 meetings. I might get one every three months from somebody from Bangalore or um, you know, Pakistan trying to get a job, but, and they do, I cancel them. Cause I only take, we only take us meetings or UK meetings right now, or people who look serious about lead gen or, or networking. Sure. Um, people don't even try cause they're like, Oh, I'm not going to, what's the point? This guy's not going to take my call. So, so uh, and I don't mean to mean, but the truth is that gets the noise off. So all those yeah. meetings that are kind of inbound coming, it's because things are set up correctly to do it. And these things change, by the way, you need to update stuff that kind of keep people interested and, and such. Yeah. Um, but that's ours. Sean, can you scroll down? I was reading something. Short explainer video. So what do you have there? Like on uh, the, That explains uh, our system. I think it's the okay. older version of it, but it goes right into uh, a YouTube things. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I call that's, it my Gen Z like video. That. Yep. Um, I owe that an update with the updated thing, but uh, but that's helpful. That, that's, that gives people two minutes of information. I mean, you've got... Um, yeah, you've got a thousand views in two months. I mean, that's you know, yeah, only well, eight people. A private only one eight people liked it, so you know. Mm -hmm. oh, well. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'll give you a like. How about that? It's a sales. <laughs> I'll tell you the, the channel that we're growing really well uh, in um, in in four weeks. We're almost at seven hundred subscribers. Has never been promoted, and so that's all about helping the entrepreneur through their journey. Uh, the the you... content's way funny on it right now. Even though the book's a little serious, but that's the one that I'm like, cool. But I, I owe an update to that. It's part of the filming at the end of the year is to film the new video with that and, and do this. Yeah. So does that ever like, I don't know if there's a way to, to know that, but like coming from the direct response copywriting world, I would never put a link that takes people away from the flow of the process because they mm -hmm. didn't, didn't get distracted and they're watching yep. cat videos <laughs> um, or whatever their choice of YouTube videos are. Do you find that, or do you, you probably don't even um, know. I haven't, I mean, listen, we get so many meetings. It's it's just information it to help people ahead of time. When they yeah. do book it, they get it in there. So it, it's, I'll take that response, just, by the way. That's a great idea. Of, uh, like, why not put this on the book. on the thank you page instead? Yeah, well, if, once you once you book it, there is a thank you page. It takes okay. you to an actual thank you video as well. So book, book a time. Okay. I'll show you what, what we do with that from the workflow. So um, are you actually booked out this far? Or is this just like psychological warfare here that you're saying few next see. month? We got Next one? Oh, definitely this month. This year's done. Yeah, that's Not probably much. right. There's only one available. Yeah, <laughs> like none of your days show up. 
Go to February. Yeah, Actually, well, you, maybe I have an error on that. Now you're you're showing me this, but uh, I'll look it, it up yeah. myself. I can't February. even go to February. Oh, so. it's sixty days. No, I pro I'm booked through January already. Wow, um, that must be the last available that. day out or something. It's probably January. It could 3rd. be, but you said that, and and so this is a good entrepreneurial lesson. Take feedback and do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, yeah. Let me. Uh, but it's also it's really good because it's like scarcity. Yeah, you know? nobody wants to go eat dinner at an empty restaurant, right? So it's, yeah. But at the same time, scarcity. There's a fine line between having to wait a month and you know being able to talk to somebody. So I, I, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if I were doing that, I would like block out. I wouldn't fill in the uh, the rest of January either. I would just, <laughs> I would just get it up to a certain point. Like that well, first my guess week is, in January. He's, he's probably got a cap of like three weeks or something <laughs> like that. That's perfect. Uh, yeah. I gotta find what the link is for that. Uh, do usually they're hundred and uh, they're usually a hundred uh, or sixty days out. Really? Wow. But, but my January is fully booked already. I mean, it's it's insane. Uh, That's really awesome. Is. So it's, yeah. which is great because you know a year ago we pivoted. So th this is a thing to understand, right? Eighteen months, in, fifteen months ago, I looked at our offering and said it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It doesn't add enough value. The price point's too low for what we're doing. I need to add more value and, and, and really think through some things. So we created the system that we were already doing. Um, by the way, you got to send me a connection request. I, apparently, we're not connected. Um, the uh, I'm out I did earlier today, but you haven't okay. responded uh, yet. I, I don't manage my LinkedIn account. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get in there and do it. Um, but the uh, is that we pivoted to create a system that was repeatable. And this time last year, we lost 80% of our customers because people are like, oh, I'm going to try something new next year because we had the wrong kind of customer buyer. We kept experiencing this attrition every like, you know, 60, 90 days. And the customers that weren't attrition, weren't attrition were ones that had sold on bigger deals and we were doing more for. So we customized, we created the system that really was more about what we were doing for bigger companies. And we offered it to solopreneurs on a price point that was a little higher, but it was also chasing successful entrepreneurs, people who are already in a spot. Since then, we've increased profitability by 400%. We've more than doubled revenue over last year. We almost, I mean, not closed the books, but last year we were, I was drawing on lines of credit to pay people because we lost, and it's like, you know, oh God, we January, February, where are the meetings? Like, but then they started showing up because our new system went into place at the end of last year, end of January, started closing mid-February more. And, and then since then, it's been crazy. And, and the lesson there I would say is we had a good offering, mispositioned. And the bigger offering that we we're afraid to go give or figure out how to go do for the smaller entrepreneur, we figured out and how to add the value in the right price points. And, 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 and now it's taken off. And then this year, next year, we are adding a couple of salespeople and more capability on the delivery side uh, to, to even take it further. Cause now we're going out to where we originally were, which was add the web and the email component. Cause when you put those three things together, you got it. You got what you need to build a business. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it takes a few iterations to figure out the offer and, you know, you got to get yeah. some feedback and things like that. So that, that totally makes sense. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit, Thomas, to uh, in our last kind of few minutes together, you've got a background in AI. So when mm -hmm. you say background in AI, how far back were you playing with AI? Yeah, and it's not at the algorithm coding nerd level. It's on the consulting. How does this impact and transform your business? So the KPMGs, Accenture, big consulting, you know, uh, world. Mm -hmm. uh, mine goes back almost 11 years now. So when intelligent wow. automation was, when Watson was running all these ads and, they were, and it was mm -hmm. like, we were, I was doing all this consulting for big companies like, uh, you know, Eli Lilly, State of Georgia, uh, Stanley Black & Decker. Like I helped them put some of their strategies in, governance models. Also, uh, 
for technology, but also but for specifically for intelligent automation AI system for these bigger companies. So I led those projects, helped land them and, and understand this robotic process automation and how AI and cognitive uh, platforms like Rain, you, know, you guys probably don't know if this company called Rainbird, how they just decision-making at scale. I mean, talking massive scale, like, you know, millions of sprinkler systems before. per second to drive real time. Like, so it goes back pretty good. So I've seen quite a bunch of stuff that has been promised and not delivered and other stuff that's been delivered with promise. So before we get into details about some AI, uh, as far as like, you know, for prospecting, lead generation, that kind of thing, kind of what's your overall thought right now and your overall feeling about where AI is and where it's going? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, so we'll, maybe we'll keep it specific because this, that's a broad question because AI at yeah. the, you know, healthcare level and the big data level where you're, you know, AI is looking at radiation scans being more accurate than doctors. Like let's, let's table that one. Um, it's in, it's in, so I'll say this, if you're ignoring it, cause you don't understand it, you're making a mistake. I agree. Uh, even at the generative content creation level to how it's helping you get sold or your data, like it's there just under, accept that it's not going away. Yeah. Um, it's like the, internet. I think if I look yeah. at how people are leveraging day to day, so chat GPT, uh, you know, I think I said we were really adopters of that, but it's it, people are using this now daily and they're wondering why it's still not working and they're getting turned off. And here and here's the, the visual graph I'll describe. Um, imagine two lines, X, Y axis graph, red line, blue line, red lines above the blue line a little bit. And they're both above the X axis. The distance between their line and the bottom X axis is how good they are at creating, doing something, their expertise, whatever it is content creation, what have you. The difference between the two lines is that how good they are apart. And they don't really see that because no one really understands how much better that person is than me. They only see that, ah, I'm pretty good. And I, I see this, I'm pretty good. Now, as AI, as you go through this and AI was introduced, and let's say chat GPT needs the example. Both curves went up. The blue line who wasn't very good at what they did has this perception of, man, I have really accelerated up because of this AI. I'm doing it so much better now. The people in the red have done a hockey stick curve up and the difference between the two is massive. So if you weren't very good at creating content before, you weren't very good at doing even strategy before, you feel like you're doing better, but you're exponentially getting behind those who already knew what they were doing because the AI accelerates those people at a 10x factor, if not mm -hmm. more. Yeah. And so if you have a perception of kicking ass, but you don't see the results, that's why. It's okay to admit, I don't know how I'm doing, <laughs> because because you don't and the people right. who do really know how to use those tools to mm -hmm. blow it out because they can ask it questions and have it think in ways that that thing can go ah and and and, and you're taking it to maybe where they are already done instantly cognitively themselves and and your your perception is, is really bad but you don't see the perception of how far you're going behind which means you are on the track to be exited out of whatever you're doing this <laughs> yeah the 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 quote comes to mind that um, the quality of your life is based on the quality of your questions, not the yeah. answers. And I think that's true for AI and prompting and all that kind of stuff. Like if you don't understand how to, how to interact with AI itself to get what you want, you're mm -hmm. going to get a lot of junk back and pretty average results. And if you don't know how to refine it, you don't know how to, you know, it's, as a copywriter for myself, like, um, you know, you kind of have to know what a good output looks like 
if you don't know what good content looks like, it's hard to judge when it when it spits it out if it's good or not. Well, exactly. If you're bad at it, everything looks better. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it's actually worse relative to what's <laughs> exactly. Good. That's right. That's right. Because yeah, you would have better it... being bad at it, being authentic <laughs> right now, than use GPT four to have just stuff that you thought is better. Like let's just yeah. go back to being bad at it and admit it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, one example. So where I asked where AI is going. That's where it's going. It's accelerating those who already know and who already have educated themselves and, and perfected, not perfected, but just have shown a proficiency in something. And who are uh, willing to embrace it, I would say. Exactly. So, and, and it's okay to use it though. I will say the person who doesn't know what they're doing, if you could be smart enough to know that I really don't know what I'm doing, I'm just guessing, use it to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Then you will get accelerated to a higher point uh, of where you are um, or, or be successful enough at what you do well and, and outsource that to somebody who knows. Yeah, I've told clients before, um, you know, for now, don't treat this so much like a tool as treat it like a toy. Have some fun with it. And I think you'll learn faster. I actually read a quote today that said that you need like um, 400 repetitions to create a new like neural pathway in your brain. Unless you're doing it in play, then it only takes 10 to 20. I don't know if that's scientifically correct, but it was a nice meme. So I grabbed it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, But that sounds anecdotally, that sounds correct to me. Yeah. I I would think so. Cause when you do something gaming, it's, it has a different sticking to it and repetition. Uh, I think it's sometimes why AI works well, cause there's a lot of gamification around it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that's the first thing I tell when people are trying to get familiar with us, like, yeah, just play with it. Like, don't take it so seriously. Just, you can't break it. Just, (laughs) Just have fun with it. No, I, I think I've broken a few times. My AI is broken. Sometimes my coffee got broken. Remember that? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, well, you're using instant, so I would my expect. <laughs> I mean, instant coffee is terrible, so. Although I don't I think, know. If you take instant coffee, just get it liquefied, and add like a pro- chocolate protein shake okay, with well, ice. Okay, that's different. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Way well, better than say, regular coffee in that scenario. Kirkland's has a great instant coffee. I will say that. The, I, I, the Costco I, Kirkland's brand. Has a great instant coffee. episode is brought to you by Costco, local market here <laughs> yes. in Austin, Texas. Costco. There you go. Yeah. I wish we had Costco as a sponsor. That'd be great. Um, so how do you use then AI in in kind of your lead gen process? Yeah, uh, it's it's in the content creation. Uh, so all our comments, uh, obviously the team's not going to go read that post. Um, we leverage it with uh, specific instructions on the, so each customer we have, and we teach you how to do this. You set up custom instructions and operations for that GPT model. So it's replying in a way that's consistent with your tone or whatever else. Once you have that set up, we, we use the idea to ask a single provocative question okay. and be concise. So don't get too all rah-rah emojis. Just, you know, what do you think about what it compels the poster, except one person, and I'm not going to say who it was, who said, can you please stop commenting on any of my posts? I'm like, why do you put them out there then? Wow. um, Real thing. And I'm like, it was one really good question. And I'm like, she hadn't replied to any post. I'm like, why did you put it out there at all? I'm like, you know, cuckoo. Did she reply to that with that question? She sent me a DM on it. Oh, a DM. Okay. I'm like, well, don't DM me. Instructions tell me what to do. How about that? Great. (laughs) Um, My team brought my attention. I just laughed. That's hilarious. Do another comment? (laughs) Anyway, I, I don't troll. So the point is, ask a provocative question. It, you know, look at articles, summarize it, use the content that's there. Um, there's some clever technology. You can look at all the other comments. Com- comments. Uh, there's a lot of people who are using 
AI to do comments directly. A human takes it for us and looks at it and goes, does that make sense? Is that really a good question? Modifies sure. it. So right. we, we truly try to keep a human in the loop the whole way. Uh, slows down scale and volume, but increases quality and authenticity quite a bit, uh, which I recommend doing because that's what's going to get noticed for a very, you know, when you're down to profile of one, you're not trying to get 10,000 people. You're trying to find 100 to have a conversation with. Yeah. Um, you don't need to do high volume. You need high quality and, and, and thoughtfulness. So how long do you think it'll be before you don't need the humans anymore? Uh, as long as humans are involved, you're going to have a human involved. Because it, it, as soon as it's bots talking to bots, the platform's dead. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. So it, they'll Maybe. be there. Uh, LinkedIn continually is is changing how things are done to make sure humans are there. They've gotten rid of the uh, viral nature of the algorithm. So it's it's really like, you know, there's Gary Vee has 5 million people might get 1,000 likes on a post, which just seems like a lot, but 5 million people, really? Right. There's a time window. Certain people see it. Yeah. It can get so far, and then, it's, and then it also encourages posting. If you over content, they, listen, they put 10 billion was it into OpenAI Microsoft I assure you they know if a post is AI written yeah, yeah. they know if a VPN posted they know if it was a, it's so they you, you can look at there's so much contextual data that's coming in the next two three years it'll if you're if you're loading your blogs up with uh, here's the tip right if you're loading your content blogs up with only GPT written stuff you're screwed three years from now yeah your your SEO and your your findability and your kind of ranking and whatever whatever new rankings and it's gonna <laughs> take it off. It's gonna you're you're uh you're really setting yourself up for a bad spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Like, yeah, they'll they'll figure out the update that will go backwards and look at all your content and, and you'll be so reliant on it, then you won't know how to. I mean, it's like a crutch, you know. You're that blue line again, getting worse. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I mean, yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's the challenge moving forward is how do you, how do you incorporate AI and use yeah. the, you know, it's a tool, right? It's like when cars, you know, came out and you didn't have to take the buggy well, to town, you could take the car to town. It's, it's just a technology that helps with is. speed. But, but where it's, this is where I would leverage AI in the system is, is use it to free up time. So you could be more thoughtful with the initial interactions with other humans. So don't outsource that to AI. It, just don't. No, don't yeah. ever do it. Right. And 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 if you're a high volume business, you shouldn't be doing interactions like that. You should be doing ads and you're, you create a capital machine in the background with landing pages and funnels. So like the, the human should be out of your high volume business anyway. So mm -hmm. so let's just be clear on that. Second, use the AI to do your notes, the follow ups, to better write better proposals, to um, have more meaning. You know, take take all your notes from the week from, from the from the uh, all your meetings that are that you've had and put it in AI and say, Hey, create a, an article that addresses most of the topics that came out of these yeah. this month. Oh, that's There's cool. a really good use case for AI yeah. Yeah. and use your fathom or whatever else to start pumping those in there and say, Hey, what are the common themes of all these meetings? What are their common mm -hmm. problems? Where am I talking too much? Where are they not listening? Where do you see a, 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 a rejection or a, a comment that I'm not addressing? That's the kind of stuff you use AI to get better with. Yeah. And if you do that, you'll have everything you need for your content on the podcast here right um th there's a company that we we use called whisper so it's w y s p e r yeah dot ai of course um, we we upload a, our you know our podcast into it and it gives me all the post show notes social media the article and we modify it but it saves me like a week of team time doing stuff yeah. Yeah. And the posts do great. And so they're using GPT in the background. They found ways to be able to load up longer, you know, uh, 
otter transcripts or whatever else, or just dump, dump the audio in there and it works too. Yeah. Um, and I don't own the company or, anything, or have anything to do with it. I just like them. I, I think they're great. I promote them all the time. And they're, they're, you know, the guys in like Nicaragua or something like that, just, you know, being a nomad, good for him. That's where you use AI because that way you can yeah. spend more time getting to know people. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I use it for uh, relevant questions on um, my other podcasts that I do, you know, help me create some really good discussion topics and uh, bullet points and questions, you know, for guests. So I want to check because I'm keeping a list of like AI tools. Is this it? Thomas? W no, dot AI. Yeah. Dot yeah. W y spr dot ai yeah uh, just get rid of the h i think you get rid of the h man everybody's fighting for the <laughs> url <laughs> there you go all right i like that all right okay we'll keep that up i know podium is one that i've looked at a couple of times we've tested a few times for this podcast and it does a pretty good job of like mm -hmm. turning your show into a blog post um so yeah that's i mean i, I agree like this you know, is great. I mean, I'll tell you, this, this, these posts have performed very, we have done raw, just experiment, like no, no change how you do it. They've done really well. I mean, I think, uh, I think it's a good point. Like stuff. here's three it, humans having a conversation for an hour. Yep. And you plug that real conversation into AI and let it spit out, you know, six different repurposing things or whatever it is. It, it is. And then you can re you can retool it to help you redo it. So our format on never been promoted is we create uh, for our guests, five shorts, um, uh, a mid form video for YouTube. We'll do the long version, obviously with the, you know, for the, for the, so you have the three pieces and then the, uh, th then we do, you know, all the social media posts, audiograms, all that stuff comes from, from AI, but then humans check it to make sure it's okay. In our, in our, in our podcast, we'll ask people, who should they follow? What companies do you like? What tech? And we, we tag all them in the post as well. So that draws people into the thing. So, mm -hmm. so those are the things that we use to do this. Um, enabling technologies like Zapier, right? And it's not really AI, monday.com. Like those kind of things help you if you use them correctly. Uh, MailChimp's like those automation tools that aren't specifically AI, leverage them. So you have more time with humans. So you can do more podcasts. You can do that. That's that's yeah. the answer. And that's, that's part of the systems that we teach because... If you're just focusing on the automation and not the interactions on the B2B, you're, you have, you're, you're going to, you're not going to make it. Right. Cool. Awesome. Right. Jonathan, any last questions or, well, let me ask this, Thomas. Um, if you could give one piece of wisdom, if you could put a billboard up that everybody would read and as they're driving or whatever, what's kind of your one billboard piece of wisdom that you would leave the listeners with? Yeah. No shortcuts. And, you know, there is none. There are none. That's in, not, in try another one. Do another one. That's, that's not very. That doesn't doesn't like I mean, you can you know, uh, slow and steady. Nice, baby. You can go to sexyboysguy.com and hear this guy yeah. talk all day long. That's a real thing, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, that's my content experimentation. <laughs> the, the, the biggest piece I tell people um, is just really on be altruistic and in everything you do. So if you are in, who do you want to hang out with? The person who helps serve and help you. Or the person who demands stuff from you. Hmm. And so be that person that people want to be around. Be altruistic. Be in service of something, someone bigger than you. Some some other bigger piece. I'm not talking just about faith or anything else, right? Like I'm not going down that path with you. It's more of if you have the mindset, I'm trying to help you. Don't get, don't get taken advantage of. I'm not saying that. But be in the mindset, I'm here to first help. 
and and be a good person. And that that's my goal for the day. And if you could be altruistic in your business sense, you're going to attract a better buyer. You're going to have a better reputation and a better and you're going to have a better understanding because people are going to be more open with you of what they like and don't like about your services or the industry or whatever else. And just you'll be more open and receptive to um, take that information because then you can do something with it to create the services and stuff that people do want and they like you with it. Yeah. That reminds me of uh, Stephen Covey. Seek first to understand, then right. be understood. Then, then be that book just never gets worn out. Like uh, That's a good book. I it's like a Gen that. X book for sure for us. Gen X. Don't mess with us. Absolutely. Not only did we drink out of the, of the garden hose, we didn't let the thing run out first. When we were thirsty, whatever came out with it, bugs, snakes. Yeah, a little red clay. You're in Georgia. You're in Georgia, right, Thomas? Uh, yeah, but during those years growing up, Central Illinois, St. Louis. Okay. So you got some crazy little weird things that got in your mouth. Like, Whoa, that's a yeah, well, growing up, Jonathan and I grew, both, both grew up in Georgia. That's right. So, we, so, you know, sometimes you had some red clay come out of the hose. Man, that's stuff that came out. Red clay? Yeah. Yeah. Mosquito, while we're fighting off mosquitoes and gnats and all that stuff. Yeah. Gnats are the worst. Mosquitoes, I can deal with almost because they, you, you, uh, the man, gnats, man. they just, they are so good at hovering around your eyes and ear. <laughs> yeah. You know, I found, by the way, just for anybody listening, get a hat, a little lavender underneath the bill, stay yeah. away from your face. It's a golf trip. Nice. Lavender. Ooh. So you're a golfer. You, look at you promoting the essential oils. <laughs> lavender rubbed in the right places. Birdies. So did I hear that right, Thomas? You're a golfer. I am. Uh, there's a truth to it. I used to be a plus handicap, and now I'm about a seven, and my business is much better. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, Jonathan, you and Thomas will have to hook up. That's uh, right, man. On an Atlanta course next time you're down in there. For sure, man. I like that idea because yeah. golf is is a four letter word that I never get it to do. So let's go do that. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Hey, listen, I don't, it's, not it's not like my wife does. I just don't have time. But if if I can plan for it. I got to plan for it because 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 everything. Yeah. Yeah. Either yeah. way, you're someone, paying someone for it. Right? Told me the better a golfer you are, the shittier your business is. So I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. But um, if you're in your plus handicap, it's a hundred percent true because there there's short game time involved and a lot of a lot of wedges to hit that yeah. that you're not making business on when you're doing it. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Thomas, we're going to put you back in the green room for if you've got a second. We'll we'll check back in <clears> with you. Um, um, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. We'll Enjoy your beer. They've gotten warm for sure. No one's got to go refill yet. Uh, stouts so. get better as they get warm, so they're That's good. Right. So, uh, we'll be back to you in just a second. We'll have a little after show chat. All right, <clears throat> man, that was fantastic. Yeah, some good stuff there. Um, I want to put up his. I forgot to do this. Where's it at? There it is. Oh no, that's. I've got like sixteen different tabs open here on the. There it is. Share screen. Instantlyrelevant.com. It's a nine-month-old, mm -hmm. outdated website, but you can go there to check out uh, what Thomas is up to. Yeah. But probably the better thing to do is go find him on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That's where he is. Because that's where all his magic happens. Yeah. Um, you know, there. That's where his wife contacts him. Yeah. When she needs something from him. Because that's the <laughs> that's the place he keeps tabs that's right. on. That's right. Um, or his team does anyway. Mm hmm So, so yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Jonathan, we got to get your uh, LinkedIn profile worked on because I gotta, I gotta optimize that, buddy. That's looks that's, like it's looking, it's looking looks weak. Like your sucks apparently. It's looking so. weak. 
I'm not changing my profile pic though. I love no, that. I like it. I, it's kind of a Joe Rogan esque, you know, black and white. That's right. That's right. I just need to do the the hands under the chin thing. That's right. Um, but Buzz Mountain is that like a beer company? I'm not sure what Buzz Mountain is. Seems like well, a good name. For that's a my media. That's my media. That's that's the company that does the all encompassing I mean, composites weekly. Yeah, you know, I know what it is, but it does sound like a brewery, if I'm being honest. Well, that, that would be good, too. I wouldn't That'd mind. That would be awesome. So, yeah. Um, speaking my, of breweries. My, my lifetime dream, Sean, is to own a brewery, and I just sit and do podcasts in the brewery. Wouldn't that be Perfect. awesome? <laughs> so, uh, interestingly enough, I just found that list I sent you by text last night. Yes, yes. The number one brewery on there is like five miles down the road from me. Wow. So... The number one brewery in the U.S. is about five miles from me, and I'm going to go check it out next weekend. I can't wait. And they they literally, it's all a regenerative farm, um, pretty cool stuff. So, And you can do tours. You can take, it's a 165-acre farm or ranch. I can't wait. I we don't have farms wait. in Texas. It's a ranch. <laughs> so It's uh, perfect. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll find you a I bottle will, of something to send you. I can't wait to come visit next year when... Georgia comes to Texas. I'll, yes. I'm going to try Cameron to find tickets. Cameron and I were last night. Did we get tickets to that game? Because that that schedule looks brutal, by the way. Oh, man, I got to be there. Unfortunately for you guys, you guys have booked some kind of race during that week, that same weekend. And oh, is that the is the F1 race that weekend? It's the F1 race. And you can't oh, wow. find uh, – people are complaining because they can't find uh, – We have a room. Come Come hang That's out. right. I, I, a, I'm, a guest be, room. I have always have a place there in Austin. I Absolutely. All right. Well, we need to get to Thomas. I'll so I'll let you take us out. All right. To all of our listeners, you can find us over at persuasionbythepint.com. Also, be sure to check out. Uh, I want to mention uh, Thomas's. So I went over to Amazon. You can find Never Been Promoted. You can listen to the Audible. So he's got these down to clips. I'm pretty, it's pretty good. I'll post the uh, link on our show page. But if you go to, if you do a search for never been promoted, you can find some of the interviews that he's done. Um, I'm assuming those are a lot of his podcast interviews. So you may be able to find those just at his uh, podcast site too. But we'll, we'll have all of that stuff on the show page that will link back to, you know, all of his stuff. And man, it's been a good interview. I appreciate the um, critique. And uh, I've got some work to do, Sean. But to all of our listeners, you can find us persuasionbythepint.com. You can find us on all of your podcast platforms. Whatever source you use to listen or download podcasts, just do a quick search, Persuasion by the Pint. Find us, subscribe, leave us five stars if you like the content. And we greatly appreciate it. Sean, it's been fun. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. See ya. See ya. Hey, wait, let's go out with some rock music, shall we? Let's do it. All right, so full, full strength. There we go.